Well, we are back. And, you know, many of us have been conditioned to believe that when we're saved, that it's just going to be a bed of roses, that there's going to be no trials and no tribulations, that Jesus is not going to lead us into the storm. However, everything in Scripture says the opposite. And Jesus does lead his people into the storm. And the reason for it is because it's in the midst of the storm that Jesus does the most work and we see the most miraculous things happen. So tonight, that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to go into the storm with a band from Jessup, Georgia called Tricord. We're gonna experience their music and get to find out about this band. So buckle up, Buttercup. We're gonna take a wild ride into the storm tonight with Tricord. Welcome to the Raven's Heart live stream. I am back now on the flip side of Get Revelation Rock Fest 2021. As you can see, my face is a little bit more red than it usually is. And it's not because of the sun, really. It was because my face has got melted off by every one of the bands that was out there. I am excited tonight because we've got a band out of Jessup, Georgia. Their name is Tricord and Jermaine Nixon. He's been watching Raven's Heart for the past couple of weeks. And I have to give uh, Jermaine and his wife mad props because tonight is their anniversary. So I am so excited to have them. And Mrs. Nixon, thank you so much for letting me borrow your husband to be on the Raven's Heart live stream. Jermaine, how's it going? Pretty good, man. I'm super stoked about being on here finally. <laughs> you've been you've been emailing me. We've been working on this for for a few months, and I want to thank all of our viewers that have tuned in already. After taking a month off, I was like, "Boy, are people going to remember that we're out there?" And I'm watching the numbers go up on the screen. Not that's what this is about, but it's always nice to know that somebody's listening and watching what you are doing. And remember, this is a community, and you're going to have the opportunity to. Uh, comment and ask questions as well. So, hey, and if you're watching us on YouTube live, go ahead and subscribe and like us because that supports us. So, Jermaine, you got a whole bunch of other guys in there in the room with you. Can you introduce us to them, please? Yes, absolutely. So, right here we have the rhythm guitarist Charles Martin. Right beside Charles is uh, bassist and vocalist Joey Smith. And over there, the man with the plan our drummer, Haran, and uh, not with us tonight is our uh, lead guitarist, Zach Williams. Zach is on tour with uh, Jennifer and We Are Vessel, so uh, he couldn't make it tonight. I think he was here with us at Give Re Revelation Rock Fest, if I'm not mistaken. He totally was, rocking it out with Jenna. <laughs> <laughs> what, a what a small world this is. He was awesome, man. He he crushed it on stage. We'll, we'll talk about Jenna a little bit more in a few moments. But, you know, I'm always fascinated with the stories of how 
bands that are believers come together because it's not just, oh, wow, that's a cool story and an icebreaker to start talking about what we're talking about. But it's always interesting to see how God's worked behind the scenes to bring brothers and sisters in the Lord together for the purpose of ministry. Can you share with us a little bit about how Tricord came about? Yeah, absolutely. So um, Tricord actually started with uh, Zach and I. Uh, the lead guitarist is missing tonight. He and I uh, were in a previous band and it just kind of started falling apart. Um, but it's really cool. Like even with the story with Zach, uh, before I moved back to Georgia, I was living in uh, Rock Hill, South Carolina, which you should know where that is. You're, you're not far from it, but uh, it's around the border of North and South Carolina. And uh when I knew that I was about to get ready to move home uh, to help out my great grandfather and some other family members who were, you know, getting old and couldn't do much, uh, the Lord put on my heart to ask Zach to come play guitar in a band. And I was like, that's odd. I didn't even know Zach was even any good at guitar. But um, I, I was just obedient. I asked him about it, and Zach's been with me ever since. And um, then uh, not long after Zach, we picked up a – another drummer when we started actually going to the phase of tricord here uh, about a year ago. Um, and then from that drummer, the Lord yet again told me about a uh, pressed on my heart to ask Joey to come and audition for the band. And uh, so Joey was, was it too sure if he wanted to do it or was going to be able to do it? And I was like, man, the Lord told me to ask you, man. So, I just totally got to, I feel like you're supposed to be with us. And so now we have Joey. Charles, he, uh, so my wife and I got hired as the, um, as the health pastors for the church that we currently attend. And that's where, how I met Charles. So I really wasn't trying to look for a rhythm guitarist at the time, but again, I felt like I needed to ask him. He, he stylistically, had what we needed, especially for rhythm, and he was a perfect match. He was actually supposed to be the bassist, <laughs> but on his audition day, he brought a guitar, and uh, Joey and I were discussing his audition, and Joey's like, yeah, he, he fits really well with rhythm, so we're going to keep him on that. Yeah, I'll play bass. <laughs> but Joey's like, I'll just play bass, <laughs> and Charles can play rhythm. And then Haran, actually, Haran was because of Joey, um, we lost our drummer because of uh, some issues he was having personally in his life. And uh, we were auditioning different drummers to kind of fill the void. And uh, Joey was like, I know this drummer. He's young, but he's really good. And we got her on to come to a rehearsal and the rest is history with him. <laughs> A lot of those were steps of obedience that you had to take in doing this. And did you feel weird some of those times asking those guys saying, hey, um, the Lord spoke to me and you're supposed to be doing a band with me. Was that weird at all? Or was that weird for any of you guys when Jermaine came up to you? (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't weird to me because me and Jermaine knew each other for a long time. So so I actually actually, actually thought about it before he asked me. So. So was God kinda, was preparing you for when Jermaine knocked right, on your yeah. door and said, "Hey, dude, we're gonna we're gonna start a rock band. That's awesome." Hey, we already got comments coming in. I think this guy is hanging out with Zach right now, JC uh, Huber. 
with Vessel. We interviewed them just a few weeks ago, too. It says, can't wait to hear some y'all stuff. Hey, he's speaking Southern style. I like that. <laughs> Y'alls. <laughs> and you sure will get to hear some of their stuff in a few moments. So the name Tricord, I don't think you just picked that out of a cereal box in the morning. It's probably mm, got some scriptural basis to it. Can you tell us a little bit about the name Tricord and what that's about? Yeah, absolutely. So when we were trying to come up with a name for the band, we had, what was it, like 43, 43 different names that we were going through. And it was crazy because, like, every time each one of us, the members would think of a name, we put it on the list. We searched out the name to make sure another band didn't have it, whether they were some uh, tiny band like us or a big name band. And so uh, with the name Tricord, how that one came about, uh, I was just reading my Bible and uh, Ecclesiastes 4.12 popped out at me and it said, a person standing, this is the NLT version, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. So from that scripture, I was like, triple braided cord, okay. And I was like, tricord, that's kind of cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> So out of all the names, I, I think the, the top five names were like, uh, it was Tricord, The Ninth Hour. Um, what was one of the ones you liked, Joey? Uh, it was just a year ago. But there, was, there were some really cool names. Uh, I think uh, Reckless Endeavor was one of them. And another one that we all really liked, but we ended up going with Tricord. And uh, I don't think we regret it. Tricord, I think, is perfect because my strong belief is in Proverbs, uh, Proverbs 20, uh, I mean, 17 says, is honor sharp as iron, a friend sharp as a friend. And so we're supposed to constantly have our back, each other's back. Think about uh, like David and Jonathan and uh, Samuel. David and Jonathan were constantly having each other's back. They were watching each other's back, watching, even though Jonathan's dad was trying to kill David, he still had David's back. Um, mm -hmm. If you think of even this, I'm sorry for going off of this tangent, but the armor of God, if you think about the armor of God, it names, you know, a helmet, uh, a breastplate, a belt, sword, shield, and some sandals, but it doesn't name a back piece. So we're supposed to watch each other's back and have each other's back. And so it, it's just really cool. So it was just, it was perfect. It was spot on. That is really neat. We've got a ton of comments coming in. I'm going to bring them up in a minute. I want to kind of bounce off of what you were just saying there for a few moments. I do think you know this person, though, Nakia Nixon. Is that Does that name ring a bell to you, Jermaine? <laughs> she says, y'all rock proud of you. That is so sweet. Thank you for joining us tonight, Thanks, Nakia. Thank you for joining us on Facebook. And hey, and if you're watching us on Facebook Live on the Lithoscribe page, go ahead and follow us there because it helps us get the word out about what we're doing. And as anybody knows, it's been around here any moment of time. Uh, when we do these interviews and when we do a live stream, we do glorify Jesus. That's what this is really about. And we do talk about scripture and the gospel is preeminent. So I want to go to that real quick. Um, I went to Ecclesiastes 4.12 this morning in the past couple of days, and I was thinking about it a little bit. Um, you know, if you go back to Ecclesiastes 4.9, it says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. So, you know, in that third chord in there, that two, that of that three-stranded chord is usually Jesus. And when you think about it, Jesus actually referred to this 
um, in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, in Matthew chapter 18 and verse 20, when he said, For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. So when two are gathered together in his name, he's the third chord right there in the middle of it. He was That just shows you the congruity of Scripture. Guys just could not have sat and wrote that themselves. I'm, I'm, I'm right. sorry. It's, it's inspired by God. There is no question about it. So, and then you go take a look in Scripture. I mean, two with the three-stranded cord, having a three-stranded cord, you have Adam and Eve. You had Adam first, and it's like, oh, no, it's not good for man to be alone. He created Eve, and you had a three-stranded cord in the Garden of Eden. Uh, then you take a look at the Apostle Paul. He really never ministered by himself. He always had somebody else with him, and Jesus was in the midst of them, and he was right there. And I'm just watching these comments come in. This is great. We're going to catch up on this in just a second. Uh, he was right there. So you had that three-stranded cord, and that's what made the, the ministry of Paul so powerful is it was not just right. him alone. And any endeavor in ministry, you just can't do it by yourself. That is just an absolute fallacy that it can be done by one person. So we got some comments here. We're going to start bringing them up. I have to bring up Tiffany McGinnis Shelton from The Last Trumpet. She was just down here baking in the heat in Charleston just a few days ago. Man, I'll tell you what, The Last Trumpet crushed it on stage at Get Revelation Rock Fest. Man, you want to talk about a warfare band. Um, and those are people, The Last Trumpet, they are people I could hang out with all day long. And she says, hello, Lithos Cry. Hello, Tricord. We also have Michelle Suzanne. Great name. Can't wait to hear your music. And Michelle, you didn't put the y'all in there. You're in the South with us. You know, can't wait to hear y'all's music. <laughs> Rick Andrews up in the up in New York. Uh, he is the host of Metal Sharpens Metal Radio. So, yep, they are uh, supposed to be on Metal Sharpens Metal with their reference to from Sharpens. Ha ha, love it. So, Rick, yes, awesome. Then we've got uh, Kelly Andrews, talented musicians right there. And the uh, the comments keep coming in. And Rick Andrews says, loving the gritty detail of how the band members came together. And Michelle had to said an LOL. So, Michelle, just grab yourself a cup of sweet tea and shrimp and grits and we'll be good for tonight. <laughs> Michelle, I'll tell you what, she was out there, one of our primary staff members for Good Revelation Rock Fest. She was out there in the heat. And you want to talk about laboring. Um, that, that that's exactly what it was. And we thank Michelle for all of her work. And Tiffany was really behind the scenes with everything that happened here in Charleston. And that was what they did. I am so grateful for, and may the Lord reward both of you and everybody who's out there for everything that we did, because Hey, in Ecclesiastes four, nine, it says for two or more better than two or better than one, because they have a good reward for their labor. And God promises that that's in scripture. So let's talk about, your EP that you just released into the storm. Oh, yes, yes, and we're gonna play some of that music. So hang on, people, <laughs> it's it's coming, y'all. Um, tell us about that EP a little bit. What were some ways that you saw God's hand moving so clearly and evidently as you were putting this EP together? <laughs> so I think uh, anybody want to talk first? All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I would say the title of this EP was nothing shy of a perfect title because literally for the last year, we have all gone through a huge storm, man. It is, it's completely unreal, like the storm that we have 
Like so, okay. When I wrote the song uh, "Into the Storm," um, ironically enough, the night that I wrote it, it was storming <laughs> outside. But um, I've always been super fascinated with storms my whole entire life. Like at one point, I wanted to be one of those crazy guys that chased down tornadoes and other storms. Um, I find so much beauty and so much power and passion in a storm, and it, I have a lot of respect for like the magnitude of storms themselves, no matter what kind of storm it is. So like every time it's like getting super dark and cloudy outside, I'm like, like super excited. Um, but the, you know, the whole entire project, it was, it was definitely, uh, we had our challenges with it. Um, so as we said, we had a, a previous drummer who experienced some, some unfortunate stuff that was personal in his life. Um, and it caused him to leave the band uh we were under management uh at that time too and our manager who really we gotta thank his name's nick Holt. uh nick if you're watching this man uh you, just bro. just to say it man we all Appreciate we all Appreciate love you man and thank you so much for the time that you spent with us as our manager um and as a matter of fact you know even with him you know he had he was going through a storm at the time so uh which is part of the reason why he, he stepped down as our manager. But, um, you know, he came in, he's a phenomenal musician who really like helped us out to re-record drum parts and, and other uh, instrumentations throughout the whole entire track. Um, but it, it was challenging, man. It, it was, it was definitely a, a hard, tough lesson. Shout out to Chuck Hutchison, uh, our producer and engineer of the project who, was patient <laughs> very he displayed the fruit of patience so heavily because he had to be so patient through the whole process like it took us what should have taken us a matter of weeks to accomplish took us numerous months to to accomplish you know switching out drummers and finding a drummer and and so much and we we've all had personal trials and tests during that whole time and I think God allowed us to experience different storms so that we can understand deeper uh, the passion of what we were writing about at that time and what we recorded, especially the song Into the Storm. Um, anybody else? <laughs> oh, yeah. We had to change the lyrics on songs. Born to be a King had some different lyrics, and it's super funny. Uh, for the people who knew Born to Be a King as it was previously, uh, when we changed the lyrics, everybody was like so confused, like, wait, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, there were just a lot of things we had to go through and endure. And uh, but I think it it shaped us and helped us become uh the tricord that we are today, honestly. I I discovered parts of myself personally. Uh, that I didn't think were possible. Like for me to have to change lyrics in a song was a hard thing for me to do, but I humbled myself and yeah. did it anyways, because it's not about me. It's not about what I want and what I desire, but it's about advancing the kingdom. So if I had to change a couple of words in a song uh, to advance the kingdom, then so be it. That's just how, that's what I had to come to the realization of. 
And that's why we have you on, because you are advancing the kingdom. That's what you're doing. And it's so evident in your music. And it's those storms and those trials and tribulations that make you stronger and understand who God is. And that's where God really shows his power in getting you through those storms. And even, you know, I think about um, that passage of scripture where the disciples were in the storm in the boat and they were all freaking out and Jesus was sleeping down at the bottom of the boat. And he's like, what are y'all worried about? You know, I got, I got this, this is, you know, I got this under control. We just have to remember that. Got a question here from uh, JC Huber. Are you guys traveling anytime soon? Uh, we are definitely still in the process of trying to book shows. We have a couple of shows booked this summer, um, but we are open. We are, we're ready to fly. <laughs> we've put in a lot of work in the lot in the last year. We've prepared, we've, I think we did a really good, amazing job at the EP release party with perfecting our live, I hate to use the word, but live performance. And, um, <clears throat> uh, but yeah, like totally, if you, you want to book us, come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got, this is great. I love the interaction we have tonight. We've got Gene Lockhart. So very proud of you, Charles, with two hearts and checks. Aww. So, oh, again, Gene. <laughs> and then we got Nakia's back on. Yeah, the lyric changed through me. LOL had to learn the remix. <laughs> Nick Holt says, love you boys. And then Rick Andrews from MSM Radio. Yep, I'm a storm guy too. Even the snow ones. Yeah, Rick has even uh, listened to Raven's Heart while he's been plowing snow in New York. So I'm glad we are your favorite snow plow station right here at Lithos Cry. I mean, that's a, that's a real privilege. I love storms too. I love what they do. I love love the majesty of storms um, yeah, that's one of the things that i enjoy about living where i do in south carolina because of where i am when storms come in they last about an hour two hours three hours it's not like a quick flash and done it's one of those things where it's a real long process so i really enjoy that except when it knocks the power out and i'm trying to get something done so michelle says yes storms inspire awe and i've been through a few both figuratively and literally absolutely so one of your songs, and this is the first track that we're going to listen to because uh, somebody wanted to hear y'all's music, is Born to be a King. Can you tell us a little bit about that song? I find this very appropriate because right now we're in the year 2021, and 2021 or 21 is the symbol of a crown, what a king wears. What is Born to be a King about? Well, uh, when I wrote Born to be a King, I wrote Born to be a King uh, co-written with one of the original members of uh, the previous band, Forever and Majesty, uh, Tyler Jacobs. Shout out to Tyler Jacobs for uh, one of the coolest songs ever, in my opinion. Um, but uh, I was sitting actually in like his vehicle one day while he was in work, and I was just hanging out. And uh, the lyrics, the, the verses of the uh, the song started coming to me because he kind of wrote the lyrics to the uh, uh, chorus. And uh, so the concept of Born to be a King, there was two ways I started writing it. There's actually, the guys don't know this, but I'm going to reveal it to them right now. There's actually a first version of this song <laughs> that they don't know about. <laughs> um, there's there's two concepts of, of the way I wrote it. The first concept was to do, had everything to do with like, talking about like the king that's inside of us, us living for King Jesus, but also us being the royal priesthood of, uh, that Jesus, 
says Peter, we're, we are role priesthood. So that's kind of how I wrote the song originally, just kind of an encouraging song to push and motivate people to, especially uh, to not look outwardly on the way that the world has taught us and showed us to be, but to be exactly who came Jesus says that we are uh, and finding our identity in that. And that when I wrote that first version of the song, it was when I was trying to find my identity as well in Christ and being completely grounded in it. But then we have the version we have now, which is the second version. And um, the second version just talks about how it's kind of still the same par uh, parallel, but it's going kind of back and forth between like Jesus being king, yet humbling himself and coming down here to this measly little earth to walk with us and to be a servant, not to be a to be God or to be king. And how we are supposed to follow in his steps to be that. So version two is what everybody hears now. Because we are joint heirs in Christ. Exactly. Exactly. And he has given us, this is a word that we, or a phrase that we spoke of very often in preparing for Rockfest here, is that he has given us dominion as kings and as priests, that we're not to be the tail, but we're to be the head. The way the media has portrayed the way that Christians are supposed to be and the way that society is portrayed it is not what God intended. We are supposed to have dominion over every area of life. And what I see with the calling that we're doing here is we are bringing music back, taking dominion back in music and taking it back in, in entertainment. And J.C. Huber says, powerful and that was yeah very very powerful what you guys just said so i do not want to hold everybody up because we want to hear some music i'm going to pull it up right now born to be a king by tricord There once was a man seated high on his throne. He was the king of the world and everything he owned. Born to be a king, born to be a champion, born to live a dream and the life that is destined for you. be my king, God was born to be a champion, live according to your word, that's the life that we were destined, fill out every single day, you're a slave to the streets, but you made a way, your blood poured out for us that day, on the cross we shared your grace, walk the streets alone, on a place far from your heavenly home, heal the blind and raise the dead, with the power of your own, cast out demons in your name, who are we but human beings to try to satisfy our needs, you're the only one that pleases, so glory, glory, hallelujah, I praise your holy name above, living my life for heartless cause I ain't giving a trouble now. Born to be a king, born to be a champion, born to live a dream and the life that is destined for you.
in the trouble You were born to be my king I was born to live your dream You bore the sins of this world On the broken hill you see Waging war against the darkness Living life within your blindness No world you cannot see What the king gave for me When he died in criminal's death On a hill called Calvary Resurrected three days To fill this world with his love and peace Turning gloom into joy And shining brighter in our days That's the God that I trust in In every single way I was lost but now I'm found Perplexed but never been broken All the while screaming glory Cause the devil ain't giving up us now Seated high on his throne He was the king of the world And everything he Okay, we've got to do this even before we get into the comments. It, this just has to be done. This is a uh, admin issue or item that we have to do here. That that is totally Mac the Metal Dog approved. You guys get the stamp of approval from Mac the Metal Dog, our studio do- our studio dog here. Um, unfortunately, Mac can't see anymore. He's lost his sight, so really his only two senses are hearing and smell that's why he sleeps on my wife's shoes at night because he can smell my wife um but he can hear and his hearing is very acute and he totally approves of born to be a king and tricord so let's go ahead to the comments we got a couple that came in through here michelle says love the mix of the two singers awesome is that something that you're going to incorporate in a lot of your songs or kind of the way that you want to go incorporating those two different styles because it's very powerful yeah, that's kind of more or less where we're leaning to. I was having a conversation with my wife uh, a couple of weeks ago, and um, she was telling me that it would be. She was like, "You guys are less boring if you have two vocalists." <laughs> we compliment each other. Yeah, we compliment each other really well. Uh, a lot of people think that, like, I guess our voices sound kind of similar when we sing a little bit. So like. I, I, it kind of worked out more perfectly, I guess. So yeah, we're gonna start doing more of that kind of stuff, and I'm thinking we might kind of start going more towards that little like rap rock kind of like thing, kind of like how Relent it, uh, does. Yeah. And uh, so, but we we're work uh, brainstorming our our full album, and so that's we're gonna that's, mix it up. We're yeah. Doing, we're doing oh, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I, I like that. The rap for me, what it does, especially when it comes to topics of scripture, when you go into rap, it becomes like the Gatling gun of systematic theology. I mean, you can just teach a Sunday school class off of that. And rap is very conducive really to theological truth from scripture. It's amazing how that works. And it really does work very well with rock I and mean, Lincoln park did it very well. And yes. the Dutch band within temptation, they pulled it off a few years ago with exhibit with, and we run. And when they came out with the song and said what they were doing, right. people were like, Oh, that, that ain't going to work. That ain't going to work. And it came out and that's probably one of the most powerful songs that they've ever done. Rick yeah. Andrew says, definitely like the rap edition. Yeah. I think, I think you're kind of seeing where this needs to go. <laughs> Thanks to our viewers and listeners. Kelly says those vocals though, love the singing and screaming together too. Just mix it all. It's just a giant melting pot of all these genres. Yeah. In one. It's awesome. That's one of the things that I like about kind of the harder heavier side is that you know it gets to the point where you just don't care what genre it is you know you can throw right. jazz in there if you want or you know yacht rock or whatever and it'll work you know <laughs> tiffany says yes guitar work and the instrumental is on fire triple flames zach can riff man i'll tell you what you know how to be cool you should hear uh you should hear him like like i'm not sure if they did it with Jenna the other day, but you should hear that guy really rip it up. There's a, when we did Born to be a King, I like to introduce all the musicians and let them kind of show out a little bit. And Zach, he just melts everybody's face in the crowd. Like, it's just ridiculous what they got. Well, you can see, I am still, and my, my beard is a little bit more gray now, too. <laughs> then we have William Woodson. He says, awesome. He really he really liked that. The, the best way that I can describe that song is anointed. It reminds you of who Jesus is that he is the king of kings and tiffany says we love face melting yes <laughs> nine hours of non-stop face melting on saturday and it was all it was all worth it here in charleston but what you do is so anointed it reminds you of who jesus is and then really when you realize who jesus is i think it really kind of does work what you were trying to intend with this song when you realize who he is you realize who you are because when you realize that he is the king, then in Revelation chapter one, John wrote this verses five through six. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth. Hey, that's that's us unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and hath. Let me flip the page. Made us kings and priests unto God the Father. He has made us kings and priests unto God the Father. Only Jesus has the ability to do that. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. I love that. I love that. Michelle has got a comment here. Oh, let's see here. Uh, yes, we do. LOL. Yes, we love face melting. And we're going to get some more in a minute from Chai Chord. And Nakia says, still one of my favorite songs. It's simple, powerful, effective, anointed. And I love the the um, matching of the two different vocals. So let's talk about uh, your release party that you had for Into the Storm. You got to collaborate with Miss Jenna Parr for a little bit. What was that like? And how did that, I know, you know, you got Zach who's also working with Jenna, but what was it like uh, doing that with Jenna? Uh, it was very, very cool. Uh, Jenna's a, a very polished uh, vocalist. 
and uh, she's come a long ways, and uh, she's getting popular. Um, so, and LS3, LS3 is is a local rapper, but uh, he's he's been in in the business for a little while too. I've known him for a while. So it was it with LS3 for me, it was like family. With Jenna, it was like a new experience. So it was it was cool. It was it was amazing. When Jenna was here on stage, she did her cover of old time rock and roll. She that <laughs> I was like, wow, it was, it was really good. And she did it at the right time too. She did, you know, her, and she did the cover of the Evanescence song. Um, I forget the name of it escapes me. If I heard it, I'd probably be able to remember it, but the covers, they were amazing. All of her original stuff. And then on Sunday, she and Zach led worship at victory Christian church in Charleston. And that was just as anointed as what was done on stage. Just absolutely one. Yeah, she is. She. We're going to see her go places, and I think we're going to see you guys go places too. Just remember me over here at Lithos Cry when you when you guys get busy. <laughs> see, I got my glasses on right now because, um, well, reality is I really can't read well without them. But it's time to get serious. Let's talk about some serious stuff. Jermaine, uh, during one of the live streams, you indicated that you have somewhat of an affinity for Nightwish. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> me and Nightwish go way back. Um, I actually got into Nightwish. I accidentally like stumbled upon them somehow in high school, and uh, for like the first couple of years of me being in college, uh, Nightwish was something that really like helped me out their music and all. Dude, uh, I used to have the Dark Passion Play album, and oh my gosh, that song, that album was on repeat for me. <laughs> Yeah, I love I love Nightwish. As a matter of fact, I wish some so many times that I could do that style of metal. That it's the orchestrated style of metal. Like me as a class, I was a classical trained musician. I play saxophone and uh, piano and stuff. So like as a classically trained uh, musician, I have such a huge appreciation when metal bands do the orchestrated type sound. It's so cool to me. I hope that someday as we grow and get bigger, we can do like an orchestrated version of our songs. <laughs> It'd be so cool. Have you been able to see them live, Jermaine? I would love to see them live, but I've never been able to see them live. I am going to put out a little Raven's Heart fact. The last DVD set that Nightwish put out, uh, Vehicle of Spirit, they've got some extra cuts on there and they have them do You can look it up on YouTube as well with them doing Sahara from dark passion play in tampa in tampa florida well the balcony area that they show when they've sh showing the shots from the stage i am up in that balcony area during that um live set of sahara so <laughs> you can't cool. see me <laughs> i've seen them about three times i think it's three times i've seen them and every time it's just totally totally amazed me with what they do now while i was sitting in the balcony my i had a slip disc in my back so i was literally sitting on a stool in the balcony taking in the show i couldn't walk very well at that time but nevertheless i made it from all the way from charles and i think the six hour drive down to tampa was more more painful than actually sitting on the stool <laughs> so yeah what a different class of musicians and you know really 
Jermaine, can you classify, really, can you classify them as metal? Because, I mean, you're listening to their albums, then all of a sudden it switches into just a pure orchestrated piece. Then yeah. there's jazz. Then there's, it's like, wait a minute. I thought I was listening to metal. And there's even hints of gospel in there as well. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. They're, they're very uh, versatile. That's why I like them so much. I used to listen to them, uh, Epic and Camelot, a lot. Like, those three bands were so top-notch to me. Um, so, uh, yeah, you can't really classify them. Metals of Heaven is probably still one of my favorite songs by them. Uh, oh, yeah. Seven Days to the Wolves. Um, uh, I can even go back to the Wishmaker album. <laughs> they fun, man. I love them, man. I have that one on vinyl on the rack over here. So I have, cool. I, I have, I have every Nightwish album except I even have the one from Tokyo. The only one Get I out. don't have, I don't have Human, the one that just came out just before Corona. And the reason being is I couldn't get to the record store to go get it. And right. I just wasn't thinking about that. So I am going to put that on my list of things to do now that Rockfest is over is Get Human by Nightwish. Got it. Okay, so let's go back to your EP now. There's another song on there called Forgive Me. What is this song about? Oh, Joey. So this song is uh is really one of the storms that I was that I used to struggle in and uh for most of my life because um I grew up I grew up as a minister's kid. <clears throat> and and I would speak things before I would think about it, and uh, it would really hurt people. And then it, as I grew as I grew up, it continued. And then you know it. it then I became a minister myself because I'm a music minister at my local church. And uh, so if, if you're speaking stuff without thinking about it, and you're saying things you know out of line, it's going to ruin your witness. Um, so that became a problem for me. So I prayed to the Lord that, uh, that he would take that away from me and, and help me with that. And uh, he said, write a song about it. So that's what I did. And the Lord has helped me through it, uh, through that song. And uh, I'm a changed man. That is awesome that is how awesome. God changed you. A lot of people struggle with that. And after we listen to this song, we'll come back and we'll take a listen. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more. But this is Forgive Me by Tricord. How can your love shine in this heart of mine? When I don't show your love inside How can I be a witness That your love did this So I put everything aside Harsh words can knock you off your feet You can't always make back the words just me Forgive me Sometimes I can't control what I say Forgive me your grace to guide me day by day
Wow. Yo. So we got some comments that came up here. Nick Holt says that Forgive Me is the best track on the album. It rocks. I listen to it almost every day. <laughs> then we've got Kenneth Davis Jr. Forgive Me is one of my favorites. And then Joe says, yo. <laughs> so, yo, Joe, what's up, y'all? <laughs> so that is a very powerful song. You know, Forgiveness is a very simple concept, very profound, but probably the one that most people struggle with. And when you look in scripture, even the disciples, they struggled with that. I was looking at that this morning. And uh, let's go quick comment here from Will. Keep up the good work, guys. Just tuning in. Will, thank you for joining us. And you can thank always you, catch Will. us. Yeah, you can always catch us on the replay. Um, forgiveness. The disciples, they had some questions about that to Jesus. And in Luke 23, 33 through 34, says, and when they were come to the place, which is called Calvary, uh, they, oh, actually, let me go back here. Let's flip the notes. Matthew 18, 21 through 22. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me? And I forgive him till seven times. Jesus saith unto him, I say unto thee until se seven times, but until 70 times seven. Very, uh, very interesting verse. And uh, if you take a look at that, what does the 70 times 7 mean? Does, does that mean that we only forgive people 490 times and keep the tally sheet? Uh, no, what it means is that we forgive them till the end of the world. And actually that it, it ties into the prophetic message of the book of Daniel in uh, the book of Daniel, where he speaks of the 70 weeks. 70 times 7, total of 490 days. So that is one of those things that we have to continue to forgive. And when we really don't forgive people, we're, we're kind of placing ourselves above God because God's offered free forgiveness. Yeah. I've always found it hard to, to forgive myself, you know. That is. When he's, already, he's already forgiven himself. Yeah. Yeah, that is something that is a struggle. And there is freedom in forgiveness. And really, you can't shine the light, like you say in the song, ruins your testimony if you can't forgive and, and you don't forgive. We've got some more comments coming up here. Keep up the good work, guys. Just tuning in. Got that. Uh, Michelle says, great song. My mouth can sure get ahead of me sometimes. <laughs> I think we all struggle with that. The Bible says a lot about controlling the tongue and putting a bridle on it. Yes. And then Kelly Andrew says, love it. Powerful, powerful testimony. So forgiveness. It is so, so important. So many of the artists that I've interviewed also conduct other ministries in addition to the bands that they're in. Are there any other ministry projects that you guys are involved in outside of the band? Yes. Um, as I stated earlier, um, my wife and I, we're uh, the health ministers at Compass Worship Center in Ludwissi, uh, where we aid all the ministries of the church and kind of just help the church grow and help those ministries grow and uh, kind of get fresh innovation and new ideas to the growth of the church. I'm also uh, a strong member of Compass. I've been there since about 2013. Um, originally, I started playing bass for a few years and for the past good majority of the years, I've been the lead guitarist there. I also serve on our security team that we have. And um, pastor likes to refer to me as a maintenance minister. So 
<laughs> I do a lot of the church as well. And I want to give a shout out to my church, the Harvest Church. I'm the music pastor there. Um, and I, this, uh, this coming up year, I plan on doing some some music that we write together as a church family, as a, as a praise team. And uh, so I'll, I'll be doing project there. So I'm the music minister there. Haran's <laughs> on Haran actually comes a lot to my church and plays on the worship team with me. Okay. So he's, okay. he's a bass player and a drummer. And uh so Haran's a very big help in the instrumental area. A man man of many talents and many, yeah. many uh, instruments. That's that's really cool. So into the storm, where can people get a copy of that? Uh into the storms on all streaming platforms. So you can get it on Amazon Music, iTunes, Apple Music, uh, Spotify. Uh, we are actually uploading lyric videos to the Into the Storm on our uh, YouTube channel. So Trackwork Music is what you would follow on YouTube. And uh, as a matter of fact, I think hopefully this coming week we will be releasing our website as well where our music will be on there as uh, well. And it'd be tricordmusic.com, I believe is the, the domain for it. Um, so, uh, yeah, on all streaming platforms, uh, be looking out. We're going to continue to release little singles here and there to keep people engaged and interested. We got a cover that we've been working on uh, that we're going to get ready to go to the studio to in about three weeks. It'll yeah. record. And uh, we'll be releasing that before the end of the summer. Um, just to kind of keep people engaged until we get the full album situated and start continuing to songwrite with the full album. And then we're going to be making a lot of noise as we prepare for war. You guys going to love the cover. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, love it. I really I mean, like the cover for into the storm. The artwork is just really profound and very beautifully done. Who, who did the artwork for that? Zach. That's uh, actually Zach. We had another artist kind of like do the the gist of it, and Zach just kind of put it all together and fixed the shading on it and added the into the storm and tricord and all kinds. So Zach's very talented. He's an extremely talented guy. Aside from playing instruments, he's really good with yes. graphics and and drawing artwork. He's he's a super super talented guy. Uh, evidently, you guys are just a. Just cornucopia is the word that I can use of, of absolute talent. Hey, before we go, I have to do this. I feel kind of strange not doing it, and it's the last time that I'm going to do it. But I do have to give a... Get Revelation Rockfest 2021 update. And Get Revelation Rockfest 2021 is in the books. But I do want to say that there will be a Get Revelation Rockfest 2022. We've already been discussing dates with the Hanahan Amphitheater, and we've been looking at headline band, the headline band to bring in, which I'm going to keep shh, hush right now. But I can say this is that I really would like to see Tricord on the stage 
at Get Revelation Rock Fest 2022. I think that would be awesome to have you guys up for Rock Fest 2022. I'll be in touch with you on more details on that uh, in the up and coming future. Um, you know, I took like two days off and I'm like, okay, let's get the ball rolling and start working on the next one. But I'll tell you what, God did move in a powerful way. I want to thank all the bands that came out. Everybody crushed it on stage. The Letter Black did a phenomenal, phenomenal performance. Uh, Zana knocked it out of the park. I want to thank Ashley Warhol and Warhol. I want to thank The Last Trumpet, Ziggy, Winner's Resurrection, Jenna Parr, Armor of God. Boy, what a uh, what a uh, what a lineup we had. So I'm really excited about that. And Michelle already says, count me in. All right, I got one volunteer coming back after wearing them down for an entire day. But what what's even more awesome than what we had going on on stage, what God was doing at the amphitheater. We had a girl get baptized. We had a baptism, a water baptism during the event. Uh, we had people, God starting to stir and do things in different people's lives. And I'm starting to hear about the things that were going on out in the audience during the event and it made it all worth it. So truly it was a stage that was built for Jesus. Jesus was glorified and that's what we're gonna continue to do. And we got a, another comment here from Joe, the guy on the far right, Jermaine, seems like a really great guy and has a great smile. <laughs> Jermaine, not only can you sing well, not only are you a cornucopia of talent, but you got a nice smile, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys can just hang on the line for just a few moments. I just have a few more announcements for our listeners and our viewers that we have here. Uh, basically, we are back. This is our second season of Raven's Heart. We are on the backside now of the... Uh, let me go ahead and take that comment off there so we can see there. Uh, let me just take that. Boy, I love it. I love it. Well, I do have to show another comment. Tiffany says, yes, let's do it. Yeah, all in for Rockfest 2022. I love it. Didn't didn't wear anybody out. That's awesome. We are in the second season of Raven's Heart. We got a lot of cool things going on. Next week, we're going to have a little bit of a change up. We're not going to be on on Thursday night, but we're going to be on on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on the 29th. And the reason for that is the artists that I'm interviewing are from the country of Latvia. So you can imagine with the time differences and everything like that it becomes a little bit difficult so 10 a.m here is 6 p.m there and the band that i have coming on is revelation attic and we are going to talk about heavy metal artificial intelligence zombies and the apocalypse and for those of you that know rasa from revelation attic not only can she melt your face off with some good metal but she also graduated from latvian theological seminary so that's going to be a deep deep addition uh, the week following that, uh, we've got a great interview that's coming up with my friends from Tampa, Florida, another band that I met at a concert, and they are Red Calling, and we're really excited about them for the first week in June. And then I am also going to have the following week, we've got a band, Monica So's band, Aseity. She is now up in North Carolina. She's done some work around the area where, where Vessel has done uh, some stuff. And then the week following that on June 17th, this is going to be a wowzer, people. Uh, we've got Dr. Michael Heiser on, and he is a very well-versed in the unseen realm of the things that we cannot see and the things that are in Scripture that pastors kind of shy away from that 
they really can't explain and we're going to start diving into the unseen realm and i have had confirmation from my sister that the following week after that that she and i are going to discuss right here online the things that she mostly had to contend with and some of the things i had to contend with growing up that made their way from the unseen realm that we had to deal with as children so we're going to talk about that and it's going to be an interesting interesting month of june we got a lot of good rock and a lot of good deep theology coming up guys from tricord thank you so much for joining us this evening and also too i want to give a shout out make sure on saturday night at 8 p.m you check uh tune in to 88.1 fm in room Rome, New York, or WVVC.com, or 105.7 FM in Utica for Metal Sharpens Metal with my good friend, Stack. So check out some crunchy, crunchified tunes, tunes like you hear from Tricord, The Last Trumpet, Warriors of Light. Got to give a shout out to them. They were on stage as well. There are just so many bands up there this past week and you know, going through the list in my mind. Usually had to make a list. So guys, thank you for joining us tonight and may God bless you as you continue to glorify him. And for our listeners and our viewers, until next Saturday at 10 a.m. the 29th, peace out and rock on. Lithoscry.com.